Hello and welcome to the Enco podcast. This week's guest is Emmy Lou McCarthy. Emmy Lou is one of Australia's most loved television hosts, entrepreneurs, and influencers. Emmy Lou is a self-confessed early adopter of social media. Her intuition enabled her to secure herself a prominent position in the digital age of influence through providing valuable content to her loyal Emmy Lou Loves tribe, who reached more than 114,000 in followers. With a background in dance, beauty therapy, and as a fashion stylist, Emmy Lou is a natural creative, leading her to launch her own Emmy Lou loves a range of designer clothing. Emmy Lou is a courageous, cool, and contagious. She prides herself on creating a tailored audience experience that is high energy yet grounded in the innate wisdom that can only come from experience. And we're looking to hear from that experience today. Welcome, Emmy Lou, to the Inco podcast. Thank you for that intro, Patrick. I'm feeling quite special right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I wanted to start, I guess most businesses and you are, as you said in our previous discussion, you're building an empire. How has COVID impacted the business for you? There's been such a growth in influencer space recently and influencers are used to creating on their own. So perhaps hasn't impacted them as much from a content creation perspective. How have you seen your business grow over this point? I think the growth hasn't come until this year. For me, I saw a real change, obviously, last year in my own timeline and my plan that I had for myself. I love events. I love live events, live TV, producing. You know, I I had a book come out last year in the middle of COVID and had my eyes set on, you know, heading to the US for a book launch. And so, there was a real dive there. My, my business went down, I think, 64% in my other side of business, not so much my influencer work, if you want to, if so to speak. And for me, it, it took a little while to understand what I was going to do in, in that space. You know, I saw a lot of influencers who had their online businesses for a while, for a few years prior to COVID hitting, just go gangbusters. And and that was amazing to see. And for me, that was also inspiring to see. And I realized that I needed to have a little bit more behind me because of this, this new landscape, this new environment. I needed to be stronger with my online store and and with my online products and and things like that just personally in terms of influencer work yes we you know we did see an increase in briefs coming in we saw a lot more I feel collaborative efforts by brands as well to say hey like we're appreciative of whatever you can create in your home all of a sudden the need to have super polished content you know that that has been slowly dying down anyway but It became more appreciative. I think people became more appreciative of the fact that it didn't have to be polished content. It just needed to be real in your homes in real time because that was what we were all going through at the the time. And on that, so the rise of brands briefing you and starting to get more comfortable with authentic content and not necessarily perfectly uh, manufactured, I suppose. What advice would you give to other influencers and brands on how best to work with creators and influencers? That's a really good question. Firstly, you know, it is about building a relationship. I feel sometimes because of the world of Instagram and the fact that you get invited into my home, people feel familiar really, really quickly. That is a good thing. And that's also sometimes in the professional world is is not a good thing because at, at the same time, it's like anything in life. You build a relationship with somebody that goes for the brands that you work with as well. So, being really open in your communication, also managing your expectations from the brand, but also listening really carefully on what the brands expect from you as well. And so for me, it's about 
It's going to sound boring, but it's the real back end stuff. Have your emails tight. Uh, understand the, the art of communication via your emails or your team, or if it's just you doing that. When someone gives you a brief, they want to understand, firstly, are you aligned with it? Secondly, are you able to deliver that? Thirdly, you're quoting your costs and can you deliver on time? Now, we all are quite busy. And what I find, and I've found this quite a bit when I have had to approach influencers or talent about my own businesses and doing some influencer or paid partnership work, is that you'll get you know, a huge kind of life story in those emails where really we're just delivering a brand concept and we need to understand where you're at. What I'm trying to say is understand <laughs> understand the art of communication first. I think that is super important and build on that relationship with the brand first and foremost because what happens from that is that when you say, hey, guys, I, I really love this idea. I feel like we could create a bit more for the community over here. We could create a recipe that goes out. We could create a downloadable PDF that happens over here or, hey, have we thought about giving a little bit more to the campaign? It, it doesn't mean about upping the budget or doing anything out of that scope. But what it means is that we're giving the community just that little cherry on top, if that makes sense. But you're not going to be able to have those discussions unless you have built that relationship with the brand first and foremost. Yeah, relationship is so important. And I imagine keeping that relationship healthy and understanding what both parties want is, I guess, the key to success. One area that I wanted to ask you about, which has been a bit of a hot topic in the agency and membership world, is around disclosure. There's been quite a number of high profile cases that have come out recently, making brands and also creators aware of the need for disclosing to audiences, to their followers, not wanting you to comment on the code or those cases. I just wanted to understand from a creator's point of view, you know, your thoughts around disclosure, the the confusion around this space, and, and I guess how you're looking at adopting it into your business. Well, firstly, that's why ANCO is so amazing and so important now because we do have a code. We do have some guidelines. I feel like in our space, in the influence space, at first it kind of creates panic. Oh, my goodness, we've done the wrong thing. We could be dobbed in. We could be, there could be complaints. But at the end of the day, this is a really new space. This is a really, just a whole new career path for some. Up until a couple of years ago, there's urban myths flying around on what you should and shouldn't do. There's, you know, you're Googling what you, what you need to do. There's, you know, agencies and management saying, oh no, you just have to pop this up and that up because everybody was just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. So I feel it's really important to firstly not panic because this space is really new and now we have this code to help us and it's really easy to understand as well and what's more important is that the agencies and the brands are getting on board for that so when you do get those brand partnerships and deals and those contracts they will state a lot of that code but you are also in your right to say hey these are the things that I would need as well as part of that deliverable. I need the paid partnership toggle turned on. I need these little bits turned on. And and now, we, you know, we have all of those things in front of us to understand what it means to have full disclosure. Absolutely. And one thing I wanted to touch upon that you spoke about very early on, and, and I think we talked about in your bio, was the launch of your designer clothing range. So congratulations on that. I wanted to ask, we're seeing a lot more growth in e-commerce in the likes of Instagram and TikTok and others. How important of a channel now are they becoming for you to drive sales, drive your brand and, and, and therefore, I guess, create an e-commerce shop as it were? 
it is hugely important to be across all of your social media platforms that you choose to spend time on. If you are not confident in TikTok, don't feel you have to be there just yet. You know, like I think we all kind of go, right, everyone's on TikTok, let's go. And of course, you know, it's it's an amazing platform or whatever it may be. You know, a couple of years ago it was Pinterest, right? Everybody had great, you have to have a Pinterest. But if you don't understand that right now, or maybe you don't have the budget or the capability to invest in that and do it well, then just relax on it. You know, find the one platform that you connect with that you go, yeah, I can create content for that. That really relates to my product. I can showcase my product on this platform. It gives me enough time to do that. There are amazing brands that do stuff with just Vimeo. You know, we don't hear about Vimeo anymore. It's just a video platform. But some people need that longer form video to to show certain products or services. It is super important. But one thing I will say is never underestimate the importance of your email database. You know, that is one that is yours. All these other platforms, none of us own. And your, your EDMs are so important. That is a direct link to your customer. It's a way for you to communicate any new products, sales, any information as well. Like, and I'm not talking information about your products, any information you want to give to your community to build that community, to give back to them as well. So I think that is really important. I have valued my database for the last few years. I've always sort of banged on about that, to be honest. And it's it's something that is, is really important to me and to make sure that people really understand the value of it, especially our content creators. There's probably some brands out there as well, probably saying the same thing. They probably either don't value their email list or, or subscribers as, as, as much as they have in the past and rely on retailers. I think you make a very big point around connecting with your followers and, and fans through email. So thank you very much for sharing that. And then just lastly, you were the first creator member of AIMCO. And I just wanted to know why you, you kind of touched upon it around the code and the disclosure, but I just wondered what was so important about you wanting to become a member engaging also with our awards as well, but also, I guess, what are the things in the future that you're hoping to to drive and, be, and shape and be part of with AIMCO? Well, for me, when I realized that I could be a part of AIMCO, that felt like a little bit of a home, a little safe space, because at the end of the day, this is my work. This is my career. You know, there's unions out there. There's work safe to keep us safe in an industrial environment. There's a retailers group. All of these other businesses and careers have a place to go to, to have a code of practice or, you know, to be able to complain about something if, 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 if something is happening that's, that's not right. And so for me, as soon as I saw that this was available, I jumped on it straight away. I'm like, oh, this is for my career. Finally, there's something out there because as a content creator, it can be pretty bloody lonely. You're sitting there talking to your bloody phone all day. You're talking to your phone, you know, reaching a whole heap of people, but you don't actually have colleagues or a workplace or a tea room or a staff room to chat with people. There's nothing to really further your education on it. You don't understand what happens in the agency world. You get a brief and you create content around that brief. But this was, this is a place, like this is a little mecca of all of your agency and your social media professionals all in the one spot chatting about something that essentially is your career. So it was, it was a no-brainer for me, to be honest, and I absolutely love it. I'm very passionate about it. Thank you, Emily. Uh, looking at your bio, it says to hear that you're on a mission to inspire and activate courageous women who dare to dream and create the life that they deserve. So hopefully, AIMCO can play a little part of that within your mission. So thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Patrick.